Good morning, everyone. On this Sunday morning, we give thanks to God that we can be together to worship our sovereign Lord and Savior. May we be encouraged by the good news of the gospel message today. This morning, we will witness the baptism of Emma Lynn Appleyard, daughter of Riley and Danielle. May the use and witness of the sacrament upbuild us all in our faith. We warmly all welcome all guests this morning. There is a, oh, council has the following announcements. There's a council meeting scheduled for October 18th. All matters of the end agenda should be submitted by October 11th. Also, the collection today is for the CRWRF for Thanksgiving. This morning's worship service will be led by our pastor, Reverend Julius Vance Bronson. And now in preparation, we'll praise our God with the singing of pre-service song, Psalm 100. Let us rise for worship and lift up our hearts to the Lord. We begin this worship service by together confessing our dependence on the Lord. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We'll now sing together Psalm 27, stanzas 1 and 6.
now submit our lives to the ten words of the covenant. You can read the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20. God speaks all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy." Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his male servant, or his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. This law is summarized for us in Micah chapter 6 verse 8 where the question is asked he has told you O man what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God we'll now sing Together, Psalm 86 stands as one and two. As we're singing, you'll notice this psalm is a psalm confessing our own weakness, our dependence. We're poor and we're needy, and also receiving the assurance of our forgiveness of sins. The Lord forgives our sins when we confess them to him. Psalm 86 stands as one and two as our prayer of response.
us join in prayer. Almighty and gracious God, we thank you that we may again be reminded of your grace, your great deeds, to which we can compare nothing we can do ourselves. We thank you that when we come into your presence in humility, confessing our sins, we may also see the depth of your love. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, in whom we have the forgiveness of all our sins. And as we gather together, O Lord, in worship again this day, you know that each one of us has come to the place we are from very different and unique circumstances. You know, Father, what is living in our hearts, what is living in our homes. You know, Lord, that as we come into your presence, we do come in weakness, in need, dependence. And we thank you, Father, that we may also look to you and see in your word, your amazing love, compassion, and kindness toward us. We pray that you will be with those in our congregation who are struggling at this time with injuries and with illnesses, with concerns for their loved ones. And we think together and we pray together for Brother Jerry Dykstra, who's been admitted to the hospital with breathing problems related to COVID. We pray, Father, that you will bless him in this time, that you will give him the assistance and the medical support that he needs. We ask that you will be with his wife, Sandra, as well in this difficult time. We turn to you, O Lord, as we realize our dependence, our weakness. We pray for our brother, Matt Vandenberg, as well, who injured his foot. We pray, Father, that you will be with our brother, be with his family, she will comfort and encourage him as well. We pray for Dita Melista, Corny and Dita, especially as they receive news that Dita's brother, Hans, in southern Alberta is still in the hospital and his situation is, is getting worse. He's really struggling at this time. We ask, Father, that you will be with Hans, be with his family as well at this time. We realize, O oh Lord, how we are fragile and we need to turn to you. And we ask, Father, that in all the struggles of our life, you will grant us peace and comfort. And yet as we come in the midst of these struggles and trials to your throne, we pray, Father, that we may be comforted and encouraged by your word, by the promises also of the, the sacrament of holy baptism, we thank you that Riley and Danielle have requested baptism for their daughter, and we ask that as we again read through the form and consider the promises that you give to Emma and to us all, that we may be encouraged, comforted, and built up, and that your name may receive all the glory and the honor. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. We'll read together the form for baptism, the administration of baptism. We pray together, 
Riley and Danielle have requested baptism for Emma. That form is found on page 597 in the book of praise. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, the doctrine of holy baptism is summarized as follows. First, we and our children are conceived and born in sin and are therefore by nature children of wrath so that we cannot enter the kingdom of God unless we are born again. This is what the immersion in or sprinkling with water teaches us, signifies the impurity of our souls so that we may detest ourselves, humble ourselves before God and seek our cleansing and salvation outside of ourselves. Second, baptism signifies and seals to us the washing away of our sins through Jesus Christ. We are therefore baptized into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When we are baptized into the name of the Father, God the Father testifies and seals to us that he establishes an eternal covenant of grace with us. He adopts us for his children and heirs and promises to provide us with all good and avert all evil or turn it to our benefit. When we are baptized into the name of the Son, God the Son promises us that he washes us in his blood from all our sins and unites us with him in his death and resurrection. Thus we are freed from our sins and accounted righteous before God. When we are baptized into the name of the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit assures us by this sacrament that he will dwell in us and make us living members of Christ, imparting to us what we have in Christ, namely the cleansing from our sins and the daily renewal of our lives till we shall finally be presented without blemish among the assembly of God's elect in life eternal. Third, since every covenant contains two parts, a promise and an obligation, we are through baptism called and obliged by the Lord to a new obedience. We are to cleave to this one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to trust Him and to love Him with our whole heart, soul, and mind, and with all our strength. We must not love the world, but put off our old nature and lead a God-fearing life. And if we sometimes, through weakness, fall into sins, we must not despair of God's mercy, nor continue in sin, for baptism is a seal and trustworthy testimony that we have an eternal covenant with God. Although our children do not understand all this, we may not therefore exclude them from baptism. Just as they share without their knowledge in the condemnation of Adam, so are they without their knowledge received into grace in Christ. For the Lord spoke to Abraham, the father of all believers, and thus also speaks to us and our children, saying, Genesis 17, verse 7, I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. Peter also testifies to this when he says, for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. Therefore, in the old dispensation, God commanded that infants be circumcised. This circumcision was a seal of the covenant and of the righteousness of faith. 
Christ also took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. In the new dispensation, baptism has replaced circumcision. Therefore, infants must be baptized as heirs of the kingdom of God and of his covenant, and as they grow up, their parents have the duty to instruct them in these things. In order that we may now administer this holy sacrament of God to his glory for our comfort and to the upbuilding of the congregation, let us call upon his holy name. Almighty, eternal God, in your righteous judgment, you punished the unbelieving and unrepentant world with the flood, but in your great mercy saved and protected the believer Noah and his family. You drowned the obstinate Pharaoh and all his host in the Red Sea, but led your people Israel through the midst of the sea on dry ground, by which baptism was signified. We therefore pray that you in your infinite mercy will graciously look upon this your child and incorporate Emma Lynn Appleyard by your Holy Spirit into your son Jesus Christ so that she may be buried with him by baptism into death and raised with him to walk in newness of life. We pray that she following him day by day may joyfully bear her cross and cleave to him in true faith, firm hope, and ardent love. Grant that she, comforted in you, may leave this life which is no more than a constant death, and that the last day may appear without terror before the judgment seat of Christ your Son. All this we ask through him, our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who with you and the Holy Spirit, the one only God, lives and reigns forever. Amen. I now ask the parents to rise. Beloved in Christ the Lord, you have heard that baptism is an ordinance of the Lord our God to seal to us and our children his covenant. We must therefore use this sacrament for that purpose and not out of custom or superstition. That it may be clear then that you desire baptism for the right purpose, you are to answer sincerely the following questions. First, do you confess that our children, though conceived and born in sin, and therefore subject to all sorts of misery, even to condemnation, are sanctified in Christ, and thus, as members of his church, ought to be baptized? Second, do you confess that the doctrine of the Old and New Testament, summarized in the confessions and taught here in this Christian church, is the true and complete doctrine of salvation? And third, do you promise as father and mother to instruct your child in this doctrine, as soon as she is able to understand and to have her instructed therein to the utmost of your power. Brother Riley Appleyard, what is your answer? And Sister Danielle Appleyard, what is your answer? After the administration of baptism, I invite you all to stand and sing together a hymn 58, stanzas, all stanzas. Emma Lynn Appleyard, I baptize you into the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
Now join together in thanksgiving prayer. Almighty, merciful God and Father, we thank and praise you that you have forgiven us and our children all our sins through the blood of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. You received us through your Holy Spirit as members of your only begotten Son and so adopted us to be your children. You sealed and confirmed this to us by holy baptism. We pray through your beloved Son that you will always govern this child by your Holy Spirit. That Emma Lynn Appleyard may be nurtured in the Christian faith and in godliness and may grow and increase in the Lord Jesus Christ. Grant that Emma thus may acknowledge your fatherly goodness and mercy which you have shown to her and to us all. May Emma live in all righteousness under our only teacher, King and High Priest Jesus Christ and valiantly fight against and overcome sin, the devil and his whole dominion. May she forever praise and magnify you and your Son, Jesus Christ, together with the Holy Spirit, the one only true God. We thank you, O Lord, that you have revealed yourself to us in your word. And as we again turn to your word, we pray that you will enlighten our minds, our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that we may understand what we are reading and understand also the consequences of this truth for our lives. We pray that you will bless your servant as he proclaims this gospel in this place. We pray for those who are preaching this truth all over the world in all different circumstances. And we ask, Father, that in, as we read your word and we hear that gospel proclaimed, your name may be glorified and our eyes and our hearts may be lifted up to Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. That we may praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We'll now read together a passage, some passages from Hebrews. It's history, together with the deacons, chose together to have a theme for the family visits this year, which is a lot of the different instruction that comes to us from Hebrews 12, especially the focus on endurance. So in connection with that, we'll consider what this passage is saying, the first four verses of Hebrews chapter 12. In connection with that, we'll read together, starting at Hebrews 10, verses 32 to 11, verse 3, and then the end of chapter 11 as well. the end of chapter 10, he is addressing the church who received the letter directly. Chapter 11, most of 11 is an explanation, and then he returns to address them in chapter 12, verses 1 to 4. Hebrews 10, verse 32, But recall the former days when after you were enlightened, you endured a hard struggle with sufferings, sometimes being publicly exposed to reproach and affliction sometimes being partners with those so treated. For you had compassion on those in prison, and you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property, since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession and an abiding one. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. 
For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. For yet a little while, and the coming one will come and will not delay. But my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. He continues to explain this faith and we'll move forward to Hebrews 11 verse 32. The top of the second column on page 1008 in the Pew Bible. A little bit down, you see 32, verse 32. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. We'll now sing together hymn 38, stanzas 3 and 4. Speaking of our Jesus Christ as the high priest that we look to in the midst of our struggles and also the one who gives us the strength we need. Hymn 38, stanzas 3 and 4. <laughs> 